Welcome back. It's time for your favorite sports podcast. By fans, for fans. The Horn Brothers are here. It's time to sound the horn. Uh, welcome back into the Sound the Horn podcast. Ben, Danny, Riley, the gang's all here. We're excited to dive in. We've got NFL football coming up Thursday night. You guys excited? I am excited. I'm ready for some NFL action, you know. Let's get football back. Uh, you know, it's been a tough season for for the Red Sox, so might as well move on to, to football. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for football. I'm I'm still very much invested in the MLB because – you know, I, I cheer for the best team in baseball, but I mean, it is time for football. I've been coaching football and we've, you know, we've been going, so it's exciting to see. Let's go see some NFL football being played. Yeah, let's get some football. But hey, Ben, the Red Sox extended Kiki Hernandez. So, you know, yeah, things one are more working year. out. One more yeah. year, you know, big signing. Yeah, big time. Yeah. All right. Well, this episode, we're going to jump in a little bit. We're going to talk about what we think is going to happen in the NFL season, give some predictions on Super Bowl, start to think a little bit about MVP. And we also want to talk about our fantasy draft. Thank you for everyone who joined the Fantasy League. We'll talk a little bit more about that, but we're excited to jump in and share some updates there. First off, though, as we're thinking about the NFL season, last year we had Rams, Bengals in the Super Bowl. The Bengals were kind of a surprise. The Rams were the juggernaut all year long. Rams win it. And if we look at recent history, you know, half of the playoff teams from last year don't make the playoffs the next year, right? And the Super Bowl teams, a lot of those teams, it's not just they don't get back to the Super Bowl, they don't make the playoffs at all. So if you're looking at the Rams and the Bagels, which team is most likely to miss the playoffs entirely this upcoming year and why? Okay, so I have to preface this. We did this episode already once. It was a dry run. Danny may have or may not have forgotten to press the record button. Uh, so we kind of all know what each of us is going to say. But that being said, I now have the opportunity to kind of amend my answer and to give a little bit more reasons to, to some of the things I've thought out. All right. First of all, I'm going to go. Basically, with, you're going to use what I had said previously. Is, is that what you're what you're saying? Nay, not at all. Not at all. Not even a little bit. But good try. I'm way smarter than that. Uh, so I'm, I'm still going to have to go. You guys don't know the still, but these guys do. Uh, I'm going to go with the Rams. I think that the Bengals are hungry. They were close. I think they want it. I think the Rams got it. They're not going to be as hungry. Second of all, Matt Stafford is kind of dealing with some injury. He dealt with it a lot last year. And I, and I don't know that, you know, there's a possibility he can't stay healthy the entire year. And uh, so if I had to go off of that type of thing, I think that there's a higher likelihood of an injury that's going to upset that situation or uh, Cooper Cup could get hurt. You know, I just think that there's more of a likelihood that something happens that's devastating for the Rams playing in a, in a, in a pretty tough division still with the Niners. The Niners are, are going to look good no matter who the quarterback is. Uh, the Cardinals could be win eight games in a row and then lose eight games in a row. Uh, you never know how good they're going to be or how bad they're going to be. And then, you know, obviously the Seahawks are going to be absolutely atrociously bad. However, I, I still think that it could be the Rams. 
if I had to pick one. Otherwise, I think they're both going to make the playoffs. So don't send in my hate letters yet. I do think they're both going to make the playoffs. Sorry, Rams fans. I yeah, I kind of got to jump with Ben a little bit here. I think that if I had to choose one, it would have to be the Rams. I'm kind of on the thought process that I think both of these teams are still very much good enough to make the playoffs. But I think that Joe Burrow is just coming back even stronger this year. I mean, I think he's still he kind of is still developing. He wasn't, you know, at his best yet, I think, last year. And I think he's going to still develop and grow. And I think that's just going to make the Bengals even better. I think they've got some momentum and some you know, kind of like Ben said, the want to be there. And I think they're going to just fight and keep growing and keep getting better and make their way uh, back to the playoffs and put a fight up. And I think that the Rams, you know, they've been there and I think that they just have more potential of possibly slipping playing, um, you know, in a division that's got a couple of teams that could give them issues. However, the NFC in general does not look very strong, which kind of bodes well for the Rams. Um, you know, it's kind of just like, there's no clear, like, oh, these teams are definitely making the playoffs and these are not. And so it, it's anyone's game, which, uh, you know, could play well for the Rams and making it back. So, but I am going to go with Rams, not making it. If I have to choose one, I'd have to go with the Rams. No Bengals Bengals barely made the playoffs last year. Like they, they were the last team in them and the Raiders right at the very end of the season. They won really close games. Evan McPherson, what a rookie season as a kicker, right? That guy was amazing. Joe Burrow was great. The defense played amazing. I think it's just going to be hard for them to replicate that. And I think the AFC North is going to be a really difficult division. Pittsburgh's always tough. You know, the Browns, they're figuring out their quarterback situation. But outside of that, they have a really good defense. They have a lot of really good weapons. And I think the Ravens are going to be really, really good. So I... For me, I think it's going to be the Bengals, uh, and I think the Rams. They just they they have enough talent; they're going to figure it out, right? Sean McVay, he just knows how to figure it out. Valid point. Yeah. So if you're thinking about that, though, like then who do you think wins the Super Bowl this year, Riley? We'll let you go first. Who's who's your Super Bowl pick? So if I'm picking my Super Bowl first, I'm going to tell you what my first my two teams are coming out of the AFC. I think this team has been hungry and they want it and they've been so close the last couple of years and have just gotten knocked off by the same annoying team every year. But I think this year is the year that they get over the hump and they, they make it. And I think the bills are going to make it to the Super Bowl this year. I think that Josh Allen's a stud at quarterback. I think he's got weapons around him and I think that they're going to get the job done. Plus, I mean, they do have a defense that um, can show up and, and play the game well. Coming out of the NFC, that's that's a tougher one. I think it's kind of just there's no real standout teams, in my opinion, in the NFC. And it's just kind of like there's a lot of different teams that could that could come up. And so, um, you know, if, if I had to choose one, I'm probably going to go with the Packers coming out of the NFC. I think that you've, still got, you've got a, a two-time reigning MVP returning as your quarterback, even though he's weird right now but he's still the returning MVP. I think they've got a lot of skill and a lot of stuff around them that they can still make a good push. And I think that they were kind of, you know, a stupid, like bad weather game where they didn't play well against the Niners away from still making a run in the playoffs. And so I think that 
I mean, and they they're in Green Bay, so I get it. Bad weather is just like a part of their football, but I think they're going to make the Super Bowl. But, and ultimately, but, but though, they're the home team that should benefit them, not not hurt it, them. It should, but I don't think that benefited anybody in that game. I think it was just an ugly football game in general. Um, and so I think that ultimately, though, the Bills are going to get it over the hump and they're going to win the Super Bowl. So they're they're my champs, Buffalo Bills. So Bills Packers, Bills Packers, Bills win it. Got it. All right, I'm going to move on. I'm going to start with the AFC. I think that I'm going to go with a team that may be a little bit, not so much off the radar, but I don't know if it's a lot of people are picking them, Uh, especially coming out of the tough AFC West. I'm going to go with the the Los Angeles Chargers, the Los Angeles Superchargers even. And I think that this is the year that Justin Herbert takes the real big next step. Uh, I think that he's going to be the MVP of the league. I think that he's got the talent in his body and the talent around him to do it. The defense is going to be good. I think that that they're going to take that next step and they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. They have the opportunity to go through the playoffs. I think that once we get to the playoffs, it's really hard to predict, but I'm going to go that they're going to have enough and that experience kind of like Josh Allen to kind of get that next all the way through. Um in the NFC, I'm going to go with the fight in Tom Brady's. I think Tom Brady's coming back for one more year, one more run to one be more divorce. Greatest. He's never been divorced. What are you talking about? One more. He's oh, sorry. Been... First divorce. Okay. Sorry. I think that he, he, he gets that M- Super Bowl MVP and the Super Bowl trophy from Roger Goodell. And he just likes this, shoves it in his face and he retires right there and says, I'm out. And nobody believes him, but it doesn't matter. I think that that's what he's going to do. He's going to go out on top, walk out with the confetti, just like he was introduced to the world with confetti, following him around him. He's going to do it again, walk out, you know, get some avocado tequila or whatever it is he drinks and gets a little crazy on the boat and has some fun and, and calls it a career and cements his legacy or puts it in everlasting goo or whatever we wanted to call it. And, uh, as the greatest NFL player of all time. All right. Him and Willy Wonka. Are I do want to like everlasting... say we're, we're re-recording this and Ben still decided to go with the everlasting goo comment. Uh, I, like... I had to. It, was, <laughs> it sounded so good. It just was amazing. Yeah. All right. So we've got Bills Packers with the Bills on top. Patriots. Bucks. And the Bucks. No, Chargers. No, Bucks. Chargers Bucks with the Bucks on top. I, old old habits die hard. You couldn't have the Patriots and the Bucks there. You know, yeah, like, sorry. Yeah, you no. could. You could, but the Patriots are not going to even be close. So, sorry. They're, I was thinking Chargers. Separate. I was thinking Chargers <laughs> Patriots. See, I you screwed myself. up as bad as I, he did. I screwed uh, up as bad as he did. Yeah, I'm done. Chargers Bucks. I'm out. This is, and this is the one that's recording. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going like. Surprise team Super Bowl from the AFC Ravens. Lamar Jackson just gets gets it done. He stays healthy. And then 49ers, Kyle Shanahan's going to get them there. And I have the 49ers winning it this year. It, again, it's so hard to predict, but I, I like who knows? Let's go for it. Let's see what happens this year. What's interesting, none of us are picking the Chiefs, which is probably a mistake, sleeping on Pat Mahomes. But I mean, they did. They lost some weapons. I don't know. It could be a down year for the Chiefs. We'll see. The Bills. It's a tough division, too. I think yeah. giving, like, the Chiefs had to spend a lot of money on Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be hard to keep 
the weapons around him that made him a Super Bowl champion. And I think you're going to start seeing that pattern maybe over the next couple of years. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, rapid fire. Ben, you already said you have Herbert for MVP. Okay, right. Yes, Herbert. Josh Allen, no question. All right, Josh Allen. I Yeah, I've got Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson gets the MVP this year. He's been overlooked for a long time. Um, better hair, Justin Herbert or Trevor Lawrence? Justin Herbert. Yeah, Trevor Justin Lawrence Herbert's is got that. Justin Herbert's got the little curl going. Like, so I know y'all can't see with my headphones on, but I got the hair growing and I got the fluff and I'm getting a little bit of the Cam Smith, you know, mullet going on and, uh, you know, modeling it maybe after Justin does, Herbert too. Does it count if it starts like halfway through your head? To yeah, we call that a skull. Like... We call it a skull. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, it's <laughs> got to be Justin Herbert. He's got that full like head and shoulders thick locks going on and like, I'm sorry, Trevor Lawrence just looks like that greasy, long, like hippie hair. I don't, yeah, I'm Fabio, not, Fabio. I'm not about. I'm not about that hair, man. <laughs> all right. Well, okay. Speaking of Trevor Lawrence, all right. You got the five quarterbacks from last year, and we've seen this second-year quarterbacks. We saw it Joe Burrow. We saw it with Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. A lot of these guys that they have a big breakout year the second year, right? So you've got those five first-year quarterbacks or first-round quarterbacks from last year: Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson. Trey Lance, you've got Justin Fields, and you've got Mac Jones, the old Mac and Cheese over there. Who has a breakout year of those five? I'll go, um, go ahead. Yeah, Dave. I'll go. I'll start. I'll start. Trevor Lawrence, like number one overall pick for a reason. I think Jacksonville's better. Urban Meyer's out of town. I think like this is the year. Trevor Lawrence has a big year. It's not enough to get them to the playoffs, but I think that he makes them respectable at least right i have to go with trevor lawrence also i think that you know trey lance may be able to he's probably got the best team if he continues to get to play but he also has jimmy g the crowd as soon as he throws an interception they're gonna be like bring back jimmy g and they're like get rid of him i don't know so i think that that's gonna be hard plus he didn't really get to play Zach Wilson got some time playing. Obviously, Mac Jones got some time playing. But I think Mac Jones has hit the end of the rope, and he can't go any higher. You know, it's kind of sad to say that after his rookie year, he hit his ceiling. But I believe that's kind of where he's at. I love the Patriots, but I don't know that I see that guy taking that next step. He just doesn't have the physical talent to do it. I think it's got to be Trevor Lawrence. Like Danny said, he was the number one pick for a reason. He looks the part. He's tall. He's handsome. He's the best looking guy. You know, we want to get all that stuff. And that's what a quarterback be- should be. Best looking, better hair than Justin. Not, not oh, better no, hair, no. best looking. Not oh, better okay. hair. Gotcha. Got it. As long as you understood. All right, we got it. I think it's Trevor Lawrence, even though it's with Jacksonville. Uh, I think that, you know, that's just the way uh, it is. I'm, I'm going to be the different guy and partially a homer because, I mean, you know, He's my boy. We went to the same college, but I've got to say Trevor Lawrence isn't going to be the guy. I just don't think that you can truly break out when you're in a system as bad as Jacksonville. I just like, you're never going to show the success where you can truly break out. In my opinion, I just, it's same, same issue with Zach Wilson. He's, he's never going to be able to amount to much playing for the jets. Like unless they get somewhere else and then they maybe can like start to feel what success might feel like. But I mean, it's just going to be too tough in a, in a place like that, I think that best chance of winning, which is going to help them kind of help him break out and, and maybe find some confidence and find a rhythm is going to be Trey Lance. I think that with the 49ers, you know, Danny's picking them to go to the Super Bowl. If that happens, it's got to be partially due at least maybe to Trey Lance 
doing something good. If not, I mean, it, I could be totally wrong. He could crash and burn and they go with Jimmy G. But I just think that he's they're they're kind of bought into him. So I think he's going to have a chance to to make that push and kind of break out this year. How bought into him are they if they re-signed Jimmy G? I mean, they got to have a contingency plan because they're a true competitor. Jacksonville, the Jets, none of them have to have any contingency plans because they know they're not going to win anything. So they're just like ride or die, right? Like it's the best they're going to get anyways. I, I can see a team like that legit needing to make sure that they've got at least options. You know, other teams don't need options. They've, they can go with just the one. You know who you know who didn't leave options? The Kansas City Chiefs when they said, Hey, Alex Smith, get out of town. Cause we you know who we have? We have Patrick Mahomes. All right. Makes me think like there's a little less confidence there in 49er land for what they have with Trey Lance. Just saying. Maybe. Possibly. But I mean, it's also easy when you've got a guy that's got that kind of talent. And you know, I don't know. I just think as far as having an opportunity to really break out this year, you're why did Patrick Mahomes break out? I mean, he made it to the sinking AFC championship. Um, like in that year. And then he went, when, well, he made it to the FC champ. Was it the AFC championship? His, uh, was that a sophomore year? His rookie year. His sophomore year. Um, he didn't his play sophomore his year. year. That's right. So his sophomore year, he made it to the AFC championship and only lost because the overtime rules in the NFL are stupid and should have had a chance against Tom Brady. Like I, and then the next year he wins the Super Bowl. Like he had a team that was legit and the dudes like on top of the world, you're not going to have a breakout year if you're playing for Jacksonville because you're just not going to show any success. And that's like, if you think about those quarterbacks that have breakout years, how many of them are coming from a team where they just were trash? The Bengals. Have you, have you, have you, have you, have you, and then, you paid attention to the Bengals for the last, did, you know, 30 years? They're and trash. then he made it and he made like a Super Bowl last year. Like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, they put something together. I don't think that the Jacksonville's putting that together. The Bengals have done. Like, I'm sorry. I don't know. Everyone was like, Joe Burrow's going to trash. He's going to the Bengals and he turned it into something. Like, and why do that, we have to, why do we have to, that. why do we have to bag on Tom Brady? Oh, the only reason they won is because the NFL gave him the <laughs> Super Bowl. Blah, blah, blah. Like, they, calm down. Come on. Maybe, maybe Tom Brady. Their overtime rules suck. With it. Okay. All right. We're going to have to do this some other time. I do want to argue overtime rules with you, but not right now. But that is good. We're going to do that later because I disagree with you. All right. Yeah, you just you decided the game on a coin flip in that game. Okay, whatever. We'll we'll save that. Save it. It's better than other things. All right, here we go. The other thing that we wanted to just mention, it was fun doing the fantasy draft last night. I know we had some first timers there. I had my kids, and they were funny. They were trying to figure out how do I ruin everybody else's draft and draft all the quarterbacks just to make everybody mad, which was kind of kind of funny. Um, I don't think they're going to win, but, but it was a lot of fun going through and doing the draft and they get excited for it. Um, yeah. Thanks for everybody for showing up. I think we had a good, we had a good draft. It was cool seeing everybody there. Yeah. We had 12 teams turn out like, and that's good. You know, that's a, uh, that's fun. And only, it's only the three of us and then, and then Jackson. And so outside of that, it's all, you know, friends and 
and listeners. And so uh, we appreciate you guys coming out at 12. We had 11 people there for the draft. So that's always way more fun when you don't just have a bunch of computer picks and uh, you know, 11 out of the 12. And, you know, I, 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 I thought I had a good draft and then I sat and looked at it and I'm like, well, guess we'll see. I got a lot of running backs and receivers though. So, which always means that, you know, what I'll do is I'll just pick the wrong guy and the guy that'll go off will be on my bench guaranteed every time. So, you know, whatever, but it'll be a great fun anyways. And I'll, you know, I'll still talk a lot of trash, even if I'm losing. What was it? What was that meme you sent me when I had cream hunt on the bench is like that one first breakout game he had, he had like 40 points and then it was like, start me idiot. And I was like, yeah, I had him on the bench in that. I game. remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun. We'll, we'll keep you posted. And for those of you that are in the league, we'll try to get you on as the, as the season goes on, see who's leading and see what we, we could talk a little bit of smack and argue a little bit about what's going on in the league as we get on here. We also had the first weekend of college football this last week, which was great to see college football when missed you and they did not disappoint so many weird games this last week. Like what was the like coolest game or like, or just like weirdest game that you saw over the weekend? So I thought that I don't want to take all of them, but. I'm going to take two. I think Florida state LSU was a, was a great game that, you know, I think that uh, that was a fun, it was an exciting game to watch, you know, two teams, Florida state, maybe he's coming back. You know, they've been down for quite a few years, you know, they had a little bit of blip there with Jameis Winston, but it's fun to see, you know, some, uh, some quality football out of Tallahassee. And then I think that maybe one of the funniest line scores you've ever seen in the history of college football was a score of seven, three. That's not weird. Right. I mean, Iowa beat North Dakota, which Iowa, you can't score. Not only that, Iowa didn't score a touchdown, but they got seven points. They got a field goal and two safeties. Now tell me how that happens every day. Like that doesn't happen. So, you know, I mean, seven, three, it's like, Oh crap. We're playing football in 1940, you know, Notre Dame's wearing the leather helmets, but, Two safeties nope. and a field goal. That's the weird. second safety was a disappointment. Five yeah. three would have been so much. Five better. three would have been good. Yeah. Even been like, good. was that their baseball team playing or? Oh, it was football. Okay. Um, yeah. No, that was that was crazy. Um, soccer. It was soccer. Yeah. Five three. And soccer five. Yeah, that's a pretty high scoring soccer <laughs> match. You notice I use match, not game. Okay, I, I know the terminology. I got you. Um, but I'm gonna have to say like that. Florida Utah game like to me I, I mean it was a good game to watch and the ending was just something else and we're gonna we're probably gonna talk about that so I mean that one was like as I was watching that I could not get my mind around thoughts that were going through a quarterback's head in that moment so um why don't you tell us about you it know, I mean well yeah so you know Utah well first off Utah had the ball in on the goal line, you know, in the red zone twice and came out with zero points from those two trips and they lost the game by three. But the worst part of it is they're down, you know, we're down there one. Uh, they're down there at the end of the game. They've got down three points. They've got 30 seconds left on the clock first in goal on like, I think what they were on that, like the two and they, you know, 
incomplete on first down, go to second down and tries to force a throw into a guy who's literally laying down on his back between two receivers when you've still got two more, like you've got a whole nother down that you can waste and you can kick a field goal and go to overtime. But it's like, let's try to force this into the most impossible window I've ever seen in my life to a guy who's not even looking for the ball and throw a pick to end the game. Like I, I could not believe that that was even like a thought in a quarterback's mind. I would have like, anyways, crazy ending. I could not believe that. Yeah. Yeah. The Florida state LSU ending was crazy. I also, the app state UNC game. Cause I, I was just, I was running around doing stuff all morning long and like that game was on kind of in the background. I kept looking up at it and I was like, Oh, app state's up big. And then I come back. Oh, UNC's up big. And then I come back. I'm like, wait, it's tied. What's going on? <laughs> they scored four touchdowns the last two minutes of the game. I'm like what is going on? Like that game was just crazy. And then the Utah game, we were down there with the Gator chop in our basement. Like everybody was like, come on. You know, um, and my Jimmer, my son was like, why are we cheering against Utah so much? And I'm like, well, you'll learn. You'll learn something. <laughs> we'll, we'll learn soon. Yeah. And Cam rising, he, he targeted that tight end 15 times that game. He was like, game's on the line. Who is he throwing it to? And Florida was ready for it. And I know he wanted a PI there, but like he Dude. was in triple coverage. They're not right. going to give you that no. on the road in the swamp. Like get out of here. That was yeah. the worst decision I've ever seen. Plus why are you not doing something where he could maybe use his legs? They dropped eight guys in the coverage, had zero rush on the quarterback. Make them respect something like you needed two yards, at least like boot out or something, roll out and give an opportunity to like, if they're just backing off, maybe you can get to the pylon. I don't know. Yeah. Do something different other than just let's try to force it into a triple coverage window to a guy who's laying down on his back. Like, yeah, that game was interesting though. And I think, Florida seems to be for real. They're, they have that, that Richardson guy, their quarterback. Like I, he was really impressive. I like watching him play. Now, who feels worse though? All right. This probably puts Utah out of the playoff contention, right? So do you feel worse as a Utah fan now or as a Bronco fan where you got totally waxed by Oregon State, right? Like just completely embarrassed. Like who, who's more upset after week one? Well, I don't know because I don't, you know, I don't talk to Utah fans, but as a Boise State fan, it's like I was kind of excited, you know, ready for the year. And now it feels like, well, son of a gun, the whole season's just already ruined already in week one. Like we can't beat Oregon State. Are we going to have a chance against BYU or San Diego State or Nevada for crying out loud, let alone Air Force? Like, yeah. Yeah, as a Boise State fan, it was just I, the first couple of possessions. I was like, "Oh crap, we suck!" Like Bachmeyer re- reached his peak at the ripe old age of nineteen years old, you know, and has just kind of gone downhill. Like he's never gotten any better, and we were hoping that maybe that was going to change this year. But I mean, if if you're a Utah fan, I have a couple of friends that are big time Utah fans. And like the first thing I did after that game was text to make sure that they were okay. Like, cause that was bad. Like that's a horrible way to lose. Okay. But timeout. Why why do you say they're out of, if they come back, that's a non-conference loss. They come back and win the pac 12 and their only losses to Florida. And if Florida is as good as we think that they could be, that's not necessarily a bad loss. I don't think Florida's as good as we think they could be. I don't think Florida's going to win that many games in the season to make it like a legit loss though. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what Florida ends up. Being. If Florida ends up being something and I think Utah has to win out, right? 
but absolutely, for absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But which I, is a tough I, thing to do. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I think they probably lose. Well, okay. Pat 12 overall terrible week. Cause Oregon laid an egg. I mean, Georgia. Ooh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Georgia, man, good, their man. defense is still just crazy, crazy good. Right. So I think it's just a bad week for the Pac-12. You know what else bad week for? Mountain West. The Aztecs got beat by Arizona and, I mean, wasn't really that close. Boise State looked pretty bad. Utah State couldn't couldn't score against Alabama. You know, gave up 55 points, 55-0, and, and Utah State's supposed to be in contention for the Mountain West Conference. Uh, I think it was a bad week for the Mountain West that they, they couldn't even be slightly competitive there. Um, yeah, I just, if you're looking at it, and I have to choose between Utah or a second SEC team, I, I think it's going to be tough. Clemson seems to be back. I think that it's it's probably put, unless UNC or USC runs the table, which I don't see that happening. I think they're a year or two away from that. I think it takes the Pac-12 out of the playoff already, which... It's too bad. It's a tough one. Another big, tough. I mean, I know they didn't lose the game, but Washington State was in an absolute dogfight with University of Idaho. Like Washington State should be a much hey, better. Hey, can we address because this came out like the day after we recorded our podcast last week? But in like two years, we won't have to worry about this because we'll have a twelve-team playoff. Can we get like a hallelujah for that? Like, I mean, who's who? What can't be better than a twelve-team playoff? It's about dang time. Like, that's all I got to say. That's yeah. great. Yeah. We'll see what changes over the next two years in college football, because if we know anything, two years is a very long time. So, but I, I think it's going to be, well, they say 2026. I think it's going to be around in 2024. I think they're going to figure that out to speed it up a little bit. Yeah. But if we're looking at this then, okay. Looking at the top 25, any issues you have with where the schools landed here, Utah didn't take, a big hit like they're still 13th in the ap top 25 usc is up into the top 10 now uh they've moved up a few spots michigan's up to number four um and michigan other... looked good michigan, yeah, michigan looked, looked really good. really yeah. good well colorado state the other mountain west team that did not look very good right over the weekend any any other issues you have with where teams are landing here in the top 25 I, I personally feel like Notre Dame should have fallen more. You know, they fell to eight. Like, and I understand it's Ohio State that they lost to, but that wasn't a competitive game either. Like, it really wasn't very competitive. So I, I just, Notre Dame getting that Notre Dame bias again, like, they haven't proven anything. I think that the Utah loss is better than than that Notre Dame loss. That just That's a tough one for me to swallow that they, you know, stayed top ten. Yeah, that one was surprising. I thought they would drop out of the top 10. Uh, it's still, it's interesting. I mean, they did have Florida ahead of Utah, just barely, just one spot ahead, right? So they're kind of neck and neck there. I think for the most part, they, like I don't have major issues with this. I think, yeah, Notre Dame is probably still too high. I think a lot of this is going to correct itself as the season goes on. North Carolina State got, they got penalized for only, for sneaking out a win against Eastern Carolina on missed point after missed point after seemed to be the theme of the weekend. It was a big thing. Yeah. Huh, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I mean, I think I don't, I kind of have to, you know, 
Notre Dame's always going to get up there because they're Notre Dame and they're going to get those votes and they're going to get, you know, the, they're going to get the, uh, the benefit of the doubt more often than they probably should. But, you know, especially in the, in the a people mm-hmm. when it comes to the media. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. well, as you're looking at the slate of games coming up this weekend, what games are you excited about? Which ones do you want to see that, that you you're keeping your eye on going into going into this weekend here? Well, I know what one Danny's going to mention, so I'm just going to leave that one alone. Um, I, you know, originally I might have would have said Alabama, Texas, but you know, at this point, Texas. I'm sorry, Cody. I love you, but how can they have like a top five draft class year after year after year after year after year, and continually be terrible? Like just terrible. I, I don't get it. So I would have been excited for that one. Other than that, like the second week of the season always has a lot more, you know, what we call cupcake games for some of the bigger teams, you know, that Georgia Sam Houston state game, you know, I mean, gotta be excited about that. Uh, but Tennessee Pitt, I think Pitt, you know, it's kind of back. It's been a few years since they were there. Another ECC team, you know, maybe able to trip up Clemson. So let's see how good they are playing Tennessee. Let's uh, let's give it a roll. I'm going to go with that one and, and see what happens. Yeah, I I think if I were gonna have to go with one, I'm I'm kind of excited to see the uh, Florida Kentucky game. You know, I think we were just talking about Florida and like that was a big win, and we want to kind of want to see how good they are. And I mean, Kentucky's still a top twenty five team, and I think that you know if they can handle Kentucky pretty well, which um, you know I think they should. But if I mean, we'll we'll see kind of that. I think that's a good another you know back to back top 25 matchups for Florida. I think that's a good test for them to see, um, you know, how good are they and how, how much are they going to stand up to that? So I'm kind of excited to watch that game. Did we jump to SEC basketball? Oh, we're still talking football. Though, <laughs> we're right? still talking football. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> Kentucky's a football school now. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm excited to see Alabama and DKR, right? Like come to Austin. Let's see what happens. Hey, Sark was there on staff. So it's kind of a reunion between him and Saban. Ultimately, if Texas loses by 20, I'll be happy. Right. So like, I mean, that's, let's, let's just, let's keep it real there. Um, I would love for it to be competitive. It's not, but the game of the week is Baylor BYU. I know like it's hard to, for game day, not to go to Austin. Austin's awesome. You've got Alabama there, Alabama, Texas. Of course, that game's going to be college game day, but I really think the game of the week is Baylor BYU. And let's see, can the Cougars pull off the upset? I think this is the litmus test for the season. If BYU beats Baylor, BYU's legit. BYU's a legit team. And I don't know what's happening, but I looked right now, BYU is a three and a half point favorite in this game. I don't know what's happening in Vegas, but they have BYU as a three and a half point favorite with Baylor coming in. I would love to see them win this game. I am so, so excited about this one. Sorry for the East coast people that have to stay up super late, but that's the game of the week. Uh, the seven fifteen Pacific time, ten fifteen Eastern start on ESPN. That's going to be the game that I'm super excited about. So basically that's kind of a, that's kind of a pick em game because they like to say that, you know, three points goes to the home field advantage in a lot of times. 
So I think that, yeah. that kind of so they're they're basically Vegas is saying that Baylor BYU it's a pick 'em game if you put them on a neutral field. So yeah, th- hopefully the altitude gives BYU a little bit of a favor there. They got pushed around by Baylor last year, especially on the offensive line. Hopefully BYU's addressed the depth; they're a little bit bigger. We'll see what happens this year. Really want to see this one. Uh, let's do some picks though. Well, let's let's try to. We've got so four games that we're going to pick here, real quick. Who do we think wins? So we've got Texas, Alabama. All right, like who's who? Who do you have winning, Texas or or Bama in this game? Man, that's that's a real tough one, but I I think I'm gonna have to lean towards Alabama by probably 30 points. Sorry, Danny. Roll tide. Okay. Well, how much how much does Bama win by? Uh, I'm gonna keep it close. We're gonna go two touchdowns. I'm, two I'm touchdowns. Going, oh, I'm going four touchdowns. You're going a four touchdown game. I think Bama wins by three touchdowns. But hey. UT has a, Q, a QB now. Quinn Ewers seems to be good. Hey, Although, sometimes, did you see? sometimes they come to play on big games. You know, years when they've not been great, they'll beat Oklahoma or almost beat Oklahoma. Or So you never know. It could still happen, but, you know, it's not. But it could. Well, you know what? I just want to see a better performance from UT parking this weekend because they towed the quarterback's car during the game this first week. This is they unacceptable. Really How does that happen? Unacceptable. We cannot, we cannot do this two weeks in a row. Got to take care of Quinn Ewer's car. Come on. Come on, UT police. This is a little ridiculous. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's go Pitt, Tennessee. Who, who do you got? Pitt versus Tennessee. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. I, I'm excited to. I, I here's the thing Clemson's had it great in the ACC but it's been weak like I'm excited to see somebody bring it to them so I'm gonna go ahead and maybe out of just the heart without knowledge but I'm gonna go with Pitt I just want to I want to feel that um and that game's at home for Pitt so like I think that there's a home field advantage there I'm gonna go with Pitt I not having much insight into either of these teams really well I can't say that I've done my homework um but just because you know who doesn't love the underdog or the, you know, the lower ranked team winning? I'm going to have to go with Tennessee because, you know, just because I can, why not? You know, let's go Tennessee, go beat them. Man, we can't call SEC teams underdogs. I don't care if they are the lower seeded <laughs> team. Pitt, we're, we're going to go Pitt at home, takes care of business. All right, Florida, Kentucky, the battle of the basketball, like football, whatever is happening here, schools, who wins Florida, Kentucky? I'm going to have to say it's going to be Florida. I can't believe that Kentucky is truly that good at football, but I mean, they are a top 25 team. They they're, they're good. They're there, but I am going to have to ultimately say Florida's going to get that win and, and maybe prove a little bit more about themselves that they're, they're around to play. I'm going to go with Florida. It's in the swamp. I don't think that Kentucky can, can actually hang with the real sec schools when it comes to football. So, um, I'm going to go with Florida. I got Florida. Richardson is the September Heisman. Florida. Florida wins in this one. All right. Baylor, BYU, who we pick in. You got Cosmo. You got the Bears in this one. Who's who's winning? I'm going to go with BYU, but I think that it could be a little bit of the over-under sitting at 53 and a half. Take the over. I don't know if I want to lay the points. I think that three and a half is a little, that's a little high. So I'm going to go ahead and say BYU, 
go over on the on the 53 and a half and I, I, cause I think this is going to be a little bit of uh, football on ice. I see a lot of offense in this game coming on. So I'm thinking something, you know, along the lines of 42, 35, you know, somewhere a pretty high scoring game. Yeah. I'm thinking, I think BYU pulls it off, but I'm taking the under Ben. Like, I think that, Watching both these teams play, they have good offenses, but Baylor's offense lately under Jeff Grimes, it's a lot of ball control. It's offensive line play, run the ball. So I think it's going to be long, drawn-out drives. It's not going to be explosive plays, but I think BYU wins it in a close battle. I think just the, the elevation makes the difference here, and BYU wins at home. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to kind of honor Danny here. Ben and Danny did make fun of me before we started this show because I am wearing a BYU hat today. Danny shouldn't be allowed to make fun of me for that because he gave it to me. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm actually respecting him by wearing it, but I've always been a big Boise state fan. And so they're making fun of me. Like we lose an ugly game and all of a sudden I'm jumping ship, but I'm still a big Boise state guy, but kind of forcefully I've, I'm still kind of a BYU fan because my older brother always would, like forcefully give me BYU gifts every year for Christmas so that I just had You're BYU welcome. gear all the time. So I do. I, cheer I don't for, think that was a thank you. I do. I cheer. <laughs> I do cheer for the Cougars, you know? Um, so I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go. The, with the thank you was implied. I heard it. it <laughs> I'm going to go with the Cougars just out of fandom. Um, and I do think that, you know, like Danny said, I think the altitude plays a difference. I don't think teams think about that much. Um, but it, it, it makes a big difference. Um, and it's a totally different atmosphere you're playing in. And I think that BYU's fans turn out. And so I think that's going to be something that's going to help them a lot. So let's go. And BYU is wearing the Royal rush, Royal helmet, Royal Jersey, Royal pants. Although yeah, they like should have, they should have held on to this for Vegas. So it could have been the Royal flush. Uh, uh, but no, it didn't, it didn't, didn't work. I no, think they're ugly. It's, we could talk uniforms later. We've done enough of that before, but maybe <laughs> we'll get into it more in another episode, but they're Co- ugly. college football. What, what are you saying? But Boise always did the, the all blue and you guys love the all blue. I know BYU but does it, looks weird like on, it. it looks weird on BYU. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Let's go. Let's go. It's going to be great. They went like, all white last week. I like all when, blue. I go. like when Boise State wears all orange and you can see those guys from space. <laughs> <laughs> I do. The all oranges are my favorite, too. Well, I mean, closely followed by the all blacks. Yeah. The all, the all blacks. blacks all blacks. Awesome. Hey, any black uniform is always, there's always, it always pops. You yeah. just cannot wear it in midday in the hot days. That would kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what we got for the week. I'm real excited to see what happens. And again, as always, check us out on Facebook. Let us know what you think is going to happen this week. Or if there are teams that you want to hear us talk about, those colleges that we're missing, let us know. I do see Eastern Washington versus Oregon. So my our Pacific Northwest friends up here, that might be a big one. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Oregon hopefully gets, might, but probably writes the ship there a little bit with that one. But you guys let us know. E-Dub's usually pretty good. I mean. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, you never know. Yeah. But yeah, check us out again, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you know where to find us and tell your friends, 
listen in and yeah, we had a lot of fun. We'll catch you all next week. Thanks for listening in. And as always share, let us know what you think. We out.